we're talking miracles, this is Shannon the Mommy Blogger. I don't know about you, but I like little miracles more than big miracles. Why? Because lots and lots of little miracles add up to big miracles. But you don't get those bigger than life miracles without the little ones along the way. Some people get crazy blessed and get nothing but big miracles, or so it seems. We seem to get so caught up in someone else's miracle instead of embracing the one God has already made for us. I don't know about you, but I am living inside of the biggest miracle made up of millions and millions of little miracles, and I refuse to deny that any longer. God has blessed me with a constellation of miraculous proportions, and it's my honor to shine his light through it. So, obviously, my podcasts are short, and I don't have time to list the millions of miracles God has seen me through, but I'd like to highlight three. Three seemingly mundane miracles that have had the biggest effect on my heart, mind, and soul. Three ordinary things that multiplied into extraordinary testimonies. Isn't it funny how God always likes to work in threes? You know... Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Why not follow suit? Number one, memorizing scripture. Yeah, I know. Mundane as they come, especially to the unbeliever. But it is one of the biggest little miracles of my life. You see, I'm a huge bookworm, and I'm a nerd to the core. I'm as type A as they come. I've got color-coded, post-it-filled Bibles to prove it. Before I gave my life to the Lord, my mind was filled with a bunch of useless information like Backstreet Boys song lyrics, how to make an Irish car bomb, and how to talk your way out of a ticket. With the exception of the Backstreet Boy lyrics, I had no problem emptying the recycle bin in my mind and replacing it with Jesus. I always thought that that God-shaped hole was some sort of story that they used to keep you in church, you know, devout and religious, until I realized that I was filling up that seemingly fictional hole with things that would never fulfill me, never complete me, never add to my life. But memorizing his word and carrying it with me throughout my day, yeah, that's what the God-shaped hole is for. Mine is filled up with Jesus, scripture, and worship music. What a dramatic shift from Irish car bomb to Toby Mac. But it's the best shift I've ever made. When I feel down, depleted, and all around miserable, I bury my head in my Bible and I memorize scripture. When I turn up the worship music and sing his praises while I'm doing the dishes, he delights in that. I let his truth surround me and remind me that he has rescued me from the muck and the mire. He is there, waiting with open arms to welcome me home. He's there, waiting for you, too. Number two, my mommy blog and this podcast. This, right here, what you're listening to, this is my biggest ministry. These words that I speak and the words I put on the screen, all of those words are being used because of him and because of his word. When I gave my life to Christ five years ago, I knew that God would be using me as a vessel for the gospel and his glory. I was just puzzled as to how. How would God use me in his kingdom 
Where would my place be? Where would I be able to share my God-given gifts in the most God-honoring way? Obviously, the correct answer is the internet. I mean, nothing bad ever happens here. Yeah, I hope you sense my sarcasm. When I was in high school, I had a MySpace blog. And it was filled with the emotional garbage of a self-hating, people-pleasing teenage girl. Complete with hormones and love letters to Mr. What's-His-Name-Right-Now. Nothing good ever came out of that blog. In fact, I remember a fight going down after my junior prom because of something I wrote about a certain Mr. Right Now that ended up fizzling out before corsages were bought and pictures were taken. All that blog served as was a giant bullhorn with a boy-crazy hormone-ridden teenager on the other side, screaming infidelities. I knew I had a gift for writing. I was just letting the enemy steer my car down the wrong way of the highway. I was giving in to my feelings, giving in to the emotions of the situation, and my MySpace blog acted as a powder keg. I remember my mom always asking me why I never kept a diary. Of course, like any rational thinking teenager would respond, but mom, this is my diary. The world needs to know my thoughts at all times. Can we all just collectively give a sigh of relief that we're not teenagers anymore? All that being said, I knew I couldn't give glory to God if I was too busy feeling sorry for myself. So in turn, Shannon the Mommy Blogger was born. And because I was feeling like I needed another project, Shannon the Mommy Blogger, the podcast, was born earlier this year. And instead of crying about a boy who broke my heart, I'm preaching about a savior who put my broken heart back together. So, if you're listening to this, or you've ever read any of my blogs, thank you. I hope you are encouraged, and I hope you are filled with the love of Jesus Christ. I hope you find yourself in him. And if you need help along the way, I'm the girl you can come to. Yo, hit me up on Instagram. Okay, the last and certainly not least mundane miracle is a weekly Bible study with my mom. So to an outsider, this seems like the most mundane yet precious thing you could do with your mom. You know, a weekly Bible study with my mom and grandma, and occasionally my six-year-old tags along and brings her Bible too. Sounds innocent and sweet enough. So why am I counting this as a miracle? Well, if you know me outside of the square screens that consume our lives, then you would know that my mom and I have not always been on the best of terms. We are for sure my generation's Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, without the fame and acid. But what we lacked in illicit drugs, we made up for in tabloid-worthy fights. I remember as a child going to California for a mom-daughter trip. Yeah, it was all fun and games until we got to SeaWorld and we got in a giant fight and I called my mom a whore. Yeah, I was 12. Not my finest moment, by a long shot. As I got older, the fights got more and more intense. I gave her a black eye after senior prom. I punched holes and walls and doors, and we both screamed ourselves hoarse for years. If we were fighting, you could be sure we had the volume up to 11. But when my husband, daughter, and I packed our stuff into a U-Haul and drove up the mountain to get a break from the constant flamethrowing, God entered the picture. And when I say entered the picture, 
I mean completely threw the old picture down a mountainous ravine and restored it to grace and beauty. In the midst of all of us moving to a new home, hundreds of miles away from anything familiar, my mom decided to try her hand at ATV riding, you know, feeling adventurous, I guess. I don't think she will be a professional anytime soon, but she did fly off a mountainside, so that's got to be an X Games qualifier. In all seriousness, though, she lost control of her vehicle and flew down an embankment and felt what she swears was God lift her off the ATV and sit her down near a tree. The ATV went flying, but she stayed safe and grounded, all because of God. All because God said, not your time yet, Kim. And shortly after that, God began a work in her that I've never seen before. I prayed and I prayed for years to him for a miracle. I prayed for a relationship restoration between me and my mom. I prayed for healing, for life change. Years later, we meet each week and read the Bible and talk about Jesus and what his reckless love has done for each one of us. I am the guiltiest person in the world of asking God, are you even real? Are you there? Let me see my miracle. And God doesn't disappoint. 10 years ago, I couldn't be in the same room with my mom for more than five minutes without blood boiling to the surface. Now, I send her worship songs and prayers of encouragement, and she is living proof of the miraculous power of God. To God, it's not about a sprint. The Messiah is all about the marathon. It's not about collecting accolades and awards. It's about giving time, spending time, and seeking time with the one who breathed you into existence. It's about sharing that Christ-like love that lives in you with the world. God is in the miracle business, that's for sure, but God loves the littlest miracles over the biggest spectacles. You don't have to build a palace for Jesus to reside in. Just answer your door. He's knocking, patiently waiting for you to answer. Oh, and by the way, he's kind of hungry. Five-course meal or a Taco Bell $5 box, he wants to dine with you and linger after for coffee and conversation. He wants to be invited into your real life. He wants to move into the neighborhood, not just the picture-perfect neighborhood you project on social media. He wants to be there as you yell at your kids to get their shoes on. He wants to help you wrangle bath time and bedtime. He wants you to remember him in the messy and the mundane and the chaotic and the crazy. Jesus wants to go through life with you. He wants you to embrace the chaotic and crazy mess that is motherhood. And he wants you to know that miracles are occurring all around you. All you have to do is look. episode of Shannon the Mommy Blogger. Connect with Shannon and read her latest blog at holymamablogger.wordpress.com. While you're there, sign up for Mommy Blogger emails and subscribe to this podcast and curated playlists on Apple Music and Spotify. Praying for you, sweet friend. See you on the next episode.